All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we are recording on the Tuesday evening for our Wednesday, October the 4th episode. Uh, hard to believe we're turning the calendar over. Uh, September's already behind us. I know, like I've said all the time, us teachers, September is a, is a hectic month, and somehow it felt like the longest month and the shortest month all put together. Uh, but we're in October. We're in the heart of football season. We're in the heart of fantasy season, and it's a good time to start talking a little bit of football. But uh, this week, it's just myself and Armin on the pod today. Uh, Zach is away from us, but uh, should be back next week. Uh, and this week, we're going to get things going. We got uh, lots to talk about here. We've got a fun, quick question of the week. we got a little bit of insiders and headlines to talk about, and then, then a little bit of the usual. But before we get things going here, Armin, uh, starting to get a little bit chilly outside, uh, but hopefully... Soaking in some of the last couple of weeks here of, of I guess, doable football before it starts snowing. But other than that, uh, how's life been treating this last little bit, Armin? Yeah, it's been uh, cold the last few days. It was kind of rainy Monday during football practice. So I had to actually wear the jacket and everything. But uh, you know what? Uh, it's It's been fun. It's been a ride. I can't believe we're almost, we're only two games left in the regular season already in football and it's just flown right by. It feels like we just started a few weeks ago. So um, that's been wild. Yeah. Speaking of the, the cold weather, man, Frick, do I believe that? I um, I had lacrosse provincials this past weekend. Like we, our senior men's team season, like I said, season comes quick, ends quick. Um, but we had provincials and the Saturday, was like a miserable kind of windy day and and in Saskatoon it rained while in PA it didn't like and we it poured and poured and poured and poured and our first game was just cold and windy and our second was cold windy and rainy but like we didn't like prepare for it because it wasn't supposed to rain and man everything was soaked like all of our clothes were so obviously our equipment like we're playing the rain but like our clothes on the sidelines our phones our <laughs> everything was just soaked so miserable drive home and then the next day we played in the semifinals and we brought like tarps and everything to keep ourselves cold, like, like poured even more out. Uh, rainy, cold, wet weekend, but the cross is over. And now the whole attention is on football. This, this one actually spent a couple of guys on my team are obviously big fantasy guys and guys that are have been on the pod before or follow the pod or, or you know, or part of Cherry League, et cetera. And one of the guys was Mason Hawks, uh, the defending champion of our charity bowl. And he's on our team. We drove together. He goes, you know, the worst part about us playing our Sunday time is our game starts right at kickoff. So, like, I got to make sure my lineups are set. I'm missing red zone. Like, he was, like, <laughs> we were in the semifinals. He's like, yeah, I want to be watching football. I was like, no, I'm kind of with you there, buddy. So, we we watched the the 7.30 a.m. game on the way to Saskatoon on the way to our our semifinal game. Missed the, missed the opening kickoff, and then we lost in the semifinals, but got to go crush some pizza and then a nice pint at – at BPs in Saskatoon and catch some of the football that we missed out on. So it was warm up more or less, man. We were, we were chilly, but regardless, we'll get ourselves into some uh, fantasy football here. Uh, this one's a fun one. I've always enjoyed this question. And uh, for us, this upcoming weekend is going to be uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. I know we carry predominantly Canadian listeners, but we do have a lot of American listeners based on our statistics. Uh, so for those of you south of the border, we'll be celebrating lots of turkey and gravy and stuff and all the good stuff this upcoming weekend. Uh, so with Thanksgiving in mind, uh, the question is Thanksgiving this upcoming weekend, compare a player to a part of a Thanksgiving meal or a Thanksgiving supper, et cetera, et cetera. So um, Armand, 
this this one I, I enjoy this question we do this one i think for like uh the halloween one too like you compare it to like a halloween treat or whatever there's some good questions but i was reading yours and the detail armin is spot on here so let's uh let's let's hear yours all right i went uh nico collins is like that bottle of red that your auntie brought to the thanksgiving dinner <clears throat> sorry when she uh brought it you were at first excited but then after the first few sips it was a little too dry but as it aired out you couldn't help yourself but come back for more um and that that's been kind of nico collins throughout his career right he comes out of college you look at him and it's like yeah this has this guy has some potential here kind of like that red right and then the first few years here it's kind of like oh i don't think he he's a guy he's not a guy he's not a guy and then this year he's breaking out big time and he looks like well he is the number one guy in that uh that texans offense with the new qb cj stroud there and stroud seems to love him some nico collins i remember trying to get him a few years back in dynasty and it was like impossible like nobody wanted to give him up i had him on one team and it was the same thing. Everybody wanted him on my team and vice versa. I wanted in other leagues wanted to get him. And it was like, he was the hot commodity, but then uh, it was all of a sudden he was on waiver wires. He was nothing, nothing, nothing. Now this year, and he's not only getting some obviously value in, in dynasty, but in redraft, like he's got to be on every roster. Like he, yeah. I, I was looking it up. I think he's like the number 12 wide receiver right now in fantasy football. Like bear with me as I look this up here, but um the obviously tip of the cap to CJ Stroud, he's looked very, very good so far this season. But um, let's see here. Yeah, our fantasy stats so far through this season, wide receivers, we have. Oh, that's hold on, free agents. That's not what we want. So Tyree kills I'm number one at PPR right now. Yeah, Both I got half PPR. points. Tyree right. Keenan, J uh, JJ. Adams, Evan, Samuel, Hookah, Diggs, Thielen, Tankdell, Amonra, Atwell. Oh, so he's a little bit further down. So he'd be there we go. There he is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. He's currently wide receiver seventeen. Which if you would have told me that Nico Collins was gonna be wide receiver seventeen. At the start of the season, there's uh, not a lot of chance, but he only got one touchdown. Like you're looking at a lot of these guys in the top. You got Tyreek with four, uh, Adams, Evans at three, some other guys at two. He has one touchdown, and he's a top 16 wide receiver, which uh, that is a rather surprising statistic. Well, you know what, Jordan? I think you might be looking at a week old there because he has three touchdowns now in the season. Oh, I might be looking at last week's. Hold on, bear with me. Yeah. So on, on, yeah, you're on right. Four point PPR, he's at wide receiver seven right now. I apologize. I am still looking at last week's total. Yeah, no kidding. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> my my apologies. I was looking at the last season long from last week still. So yeah, there you go. But yeah, like nowhere did i see that coming i think i drafted him in one league like near the end of the rounds in that 14 team staff league at saint mary and then uh i picked him up off the waiver wire in a few other leagues but man like yeah wide receiver yeah. seven my god yeah i was out yeah. to lunch there i throw some wrong statistics 
That's uh, oh wow, yeah. Get an Eagle Collins. Heat man, there's still we had him as a waiver wire pickup from last week. I was just yeah. working on our waiver wires. Uh, and was gonna put it on Instagram, and he was on one of our waiver wire ads as like a 48% share um <laughs> ad. So the fact that he was still sitting on the waiver wire was is unbelievable. 22 receptions on 32 targets, 428 yards, and three tutties for 72 fantasy points and half point PPR scoring. Yeah, Nico Collins. Yeah, you're uh, you're a nice glass of red for sure. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so bear with me because if Armin read this one, um, it probably made no sense. So I put Garrett Wilson <laughs> is like pumpkin pie. So there's some people out there that really like pumpkin pie. And there's some people that really don't, but Garrett Wilson is pumpkin pie and a good quarterback is the whipped cream. Like some, <laughs> it, some people will not touch pumpkin pie without whipped cream. And even though Garrett Wilson right now, he's had a couple weeks of, you know, a long touchdown here and then a handful of points there. Maybe some people still want pumpkin pie. I mean, it's not, it's not the best pie in the world, but as soon as you throw a whole whop of whipped cream on there, there's not a lot of people that are going to say no to a slice of pumpkin pie with a whole bunch of whipped cream. So if you pair the whipped cream together, that is a really good quarterback or he's a decent quarterback with the pumpkin pie. That is Garrett Wilson. It's a beautiful combination and a combination that'll put him up in, you know, the first round, second round of average draft positions, but uh pumpkin pie in his own, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not picking pumpkin pie on its own as my favorite dessert. For sure. Same as I'm I not picking Garrett Wilson. Same as I'm not picking Garrett Wilson as my wide receiver one right now. So so yeah. I'm saying Garrett Wilson is pumpkin pie. I, I like that one. And to take it a step for, further, um Zach Wilson is uh like not not cool whip, right? And then um an all right QB is cool whip, and then Aaron Rodgers would have been like homemade whipped cream. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson is like the Cool Whip that your weird auntie made that says there's no sugar <laughs> added, and they made it by themselves, and it's just like absolutely terrible, spoiled like dairy. Like that's that's Zach. Wilson. <laughs> I don't even knock off Cool Whip. Just like even though you know, I'll give him props. He looked really, really good this this um, Sunday nighter. Yeah, I saw some weird thing that said like he's the first QB to ever outperform Mahomes in a start in every single statistical part like more yeah. touchdowns uh receptions yardage less turnovers etc like first time ever in his career and if you watch the game like i watched well i would say for almost all of it. i think i just missed the opening kickoff but he looked good like i'll give him that like he actually it was a lot of check downs and, and take what the offense or sorry take what the defense is giving you but i thought they got robbed in that game and obviously i was cheering for cheering for the jets for a little upset i thought that had been exciting but yeah, it was. Uh, it turned out to be quite an entertaining football game. A lot better than the uh, Monday Nighter was. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, um, <laughs> get into some insiders and headliners, and then we'll uh, continue on to the good stuff. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. Okay, so a couple things we'll talk about first. Uh, we are currently exiting week four, starting week five, so the PUP. Um, PUP means you have to be a minimum of four weeks. Now you can be on the PUP for a longer duration of time, but once you are designated to return, you have a very short window where you have to be basically brought off the PUP or put back on the PUP again for another 
four-week terms. So uh, some of those big-name players, we're talking about Jonathan Taylor, who has already been designated to return. So I don't know if that means we're going to see him week five. Um, I mean, there's a huge controversy still about, I want to be traded. I want to play for Indianapolis, but Indianapolis isn't getting any trades, et cetera, et cetera. So this one is one of those ones where we still don't know what to expect, but at least he has been designated to return Two big other names on the pup, Cooper cup and Kyler Murray have yet to been designated to return Kyler Murray being one of those names that it sounds like it is going to be a long time before they bring him back. Um, it's I don't think Arizona is being real sneaky with this one. They're not trying to be sneaky that they're taking <laughs> for, for the number one pick. Um, but they did say that they want him back. They want him healthy. Then they want him practicing for a couple weeks. Then they'll get him back into, uh, into some games. So, you know, with, with the, that type of verbiage, I would imagine that Kyler Murray does miss, you know, not only this upcoming week, but probably a couple more weeks at that, especially the fact they haven't designated him yet because they'll designate him to give him two weeks. I imagine once they designate him, those two weeks will be, you know, back to the practice, back to the grind, and then the following week after that. So it's probably three, maybe another four weeks before we before we see Kyler Murray and, and Cooper Cup. <laughs> I don't know, Armin. I, I've been trying to track down some tweets and, and some Twitter stuff, but the vibes still for Cooper Cup aren't great. I wouldn't be expecting him for this week. I wouldn't be expecting him for next week. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be probably another two weeks, but unless maybe you saw something different, but that's total speculation. I just can't find any any good news for Cooper Cup. Yeah, the only thing I saw really was on the sleeper app. It said he's designated to return to practice this week, potentially. But uh, I don't know. I just, I'm not buying into anything Cooper Cup right now. So we had two two pretty bad hamstring injuries in a row during the same training series trainings training sessions. So it's tough yeah. to uh, it's tough to try and predict how what the timeline is. And four weeks doesn't seem like enough for for what was I think a grade two hamstring strain where he had to go to Minnesota to get a specialist this year. Like that's not a four week yeah. recovery period. No, no, he's 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 out for a while here. It'll be interesting to see if he even plays this year and how good he'll be when he comes back like will he be at full speed with with his hammies being the way they are or will he be a little bit hesitant and stuff right so can you, can you imagine cooper coming back and then getting you know the primary coverage and puka being more wide open than he already is <laughs> <laughs> it could be exciting for for rams but um going into our couple other injuries justin herbert fractured a finger on his non-throwing hand uh, they're saying that it's he's not expected to miss time. Obviously, it's really good news that it's on his non-throwing hand compared to his throwing hand. Obviously, that would be causing some issues for for Herbert. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, um has a hamstring injury, hamstring strain. He's expected to miss two to three weeks, possibly even a pup uh, landing. I saw, but uh, more more tests will be doing or be will be done on Pat Fryermuth, tight end from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then T Higgins has a rib fracture so that one is you know a tbd uh, i haven't seen anything that says for sure if he's gonna miss time or not it just says that they're doing uh, you know some more evaluations um i mean the offense has been terrible so i was gonna say tyler boyd could be a sneaky ad but at the same time like do you really want the third option on a really bad offense at this moment i don't know but <laughs> Uh, we don't know how long T Higgins is going to miss. So it could be a sneaky little speculatory uh, ad there getting uh, Tyler Boyd. So. Yeah. See last year, it would have been like, yeah, add Tyler Boyd and try and use him right now. But this year it's kind of like, uh, it's almost like 
with DJ Moore and uh, Darnell Mooney. And if Mooney goes down being like, ah, take and make and make you a St. Brown, you know? Like, yeah. One, oh, actually, one thing I forgot to put in here, uh, but I did put in our waiver wire pickups is that Jameson Williams, his suspension, you just, you just triggered a little point in my head there, Armin. His suspension went down from six to four. They, because of, you know, we haven't talked about this much in the pod. So there's all these suspensions that happened because of gambling, because of gambling, because of gambling. It came out that lots of the, suspensions were handed out because players were gambling on like college football or other like non NFL related football games in hotels, which is technically NFL team property. If you're technically on team property while you're in the hotels. So like guys were doing things like they made it seem like guys are betting on their own games. Guys are betting on the NFL guys are betting on stuff that you shouldn't have been betting on. But it turns out that a lot of these suspensions were guys gambling in hotels and they have a no gambling policy. So it was like, th- things were like, unless you know the rules, you don't know the rules. Like Calvin really betting on your own team. Okay. Yeah. That's bad. Like that's a, that's a real <laughs> mistake. But then like Jameson Williams got six months, six weeks because he was gambling on, I think it was like his, his Alamarder, like his co- former college team. He was betting on them while he was in a hotel. I, I don't know the whole story, but it happened to be, he was not even on like, team like workout site not even in team locker room it was in a hotel on the road but it just happened to be because you know, and, you know another weird story and like but, just on his phone kind of thing yeah exactly oh my god so <laughs> now there's a whole i don't you can you can check it on twitter it's actually an interesting read but they're trying to go through some of these rules and polish them up and make obviously players more aware of what their zero gambling policy is etc etc yeah uh, but in doing so, they appealed it because of, you know, how unclear the rules were, his situation, and them trying to, you know, change some of the rules to make it make more sense. His suspension has been reduced from six weeks to four weeks, long story short. Um, so he's available to play this upcoming week, week five. And he is currently available in 35% of leagues. Or sorry, 45% of leagues. He's, he's owned in 55% of leagues. So go try and look at your waiver wires for Jamison Williams. Uh, he was yeah. nursing hamstring injury in the preseason, but he had four full weeks to recover, but almost like a, like a pop stint really. And now he's going to be available to start to week number five. So uh, go check your waiver wires for, for Jamison Williams, or, you know, maybe put some feelers out there for some of the guys that don't realize he's no longer suspended. Maybe you might be able to buy him on the cheaper. They're still thinking he's still got two more weeks of suspension. But one thing I forgot to mention and forgot to put in the docket just because it was, you know, I was thinking about talking about it and then just forgot to add it. So one, one extra piece of news before we, before we continue on, um, we'll go to studs and duds here, and then we will continue on into, um, our week number five. So studs and duds, Armin, you want to take us away? Yeah. My, uh, stud of the week is AJ Brown. After starting the year off pretty slow, he finally had a big game and it was, a doozy of a game. He put up 35 half-point PPR points with nine receptions, 100, 175 yards, and two tutties to go along with it. Um, fantastic performance by him. Um, finally got a bit of a breakout for the season, and hopefully he continues that and isn't uh, riding the backseat to Devontae Smith all, all season long. And hopefully we see them both actually succeed because that's, that's when Philly's really at their best. Oh, he he looked good. It t- he he looked really good. Uh, it's glad to see because it was 
we I think we talked about him last week for a trade low target if I don't if I'm remember correctly. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, yeah. And if it worked out for you, well, <laughs> you had a big <laughs> game, so there you go. <laughs> Glad you traded low on uh, on AJ Brown. Um, Zach's not here today, uh, but I'm going to throw uh, a stud of the week in there, and for no <laughs> no description needed, Chris McCaffrey. What a game! Four touchdowns. I saw a thing. It was a guy talking about if you bet like uh, money line. Uh, you know, you bet uh, anytime touchdown, what have you. Uh, there was a bet for obviously anytime touchdown, Travis Kelsey or Travis Kelsey was CMC was minus 225, which is like for anytime touchdown, that's absurd because there's always plus money, always plus money. I should say always, but like 95% of the players out there, it's plus money. But this was a minus 225 for anytime touchdown. But if you bet Travis or uh, sorry, uh, Christian McCaffrey four TDs in one game, it was like, plus 860 some thousand which was like monstrous 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 odds like monstrous i'll try and go back and find the tweet and screenshot me put on our socials because it was like wild how much money you could have won if you would hit that and he did it all in like a quarter and a half i think in the first (laughs) half he had four touchdowns so anyhow but my stud of the week that i want to talk about is david montgomery and david montgomery we still talk and and i'm I'm still very obviously pro pro Lions uh, running backs. I like both of them. I think both are in a good position to be successful. But David Montgomery was outstanding. Like I, I still try and trade trade for Jameer Gibbs, especially now because I think some managers are probably panicking a little bit. But David Montgomery was outstanding uh, in this game. People thought, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? He was coming off a hamstring, uh, sorry, a quad injury. Um, and man, they, they gave him a rock 32 carries, which is a career high for him on 71% of snaps He had 121 rushing yards with three touchdowns. He also had two targets, two receptions and additional 20 yards on top of that for a total of 33.1 points. So if you pivoted on a Thursday night, last second, or like, ah, should I play him if he's hurt or not? And you did, it paid off in a big way. And uh, I know Zach in one league didn't play him. So I know that kind of hurts him a little bit. And uh, actually, I think he did in two leagues, I think, because I know he did it one in redraft and I know he didn't in dynasty. So tough start to the week for Zach. Maybe that's why he's on the pot this week. But anyhow, um, like Zach usually loves Monty. He shouldn't, like, we should have seen this coming. I was hyping up Montgomery before the draft. I don't remember if you remember this, Armin, back in the offseason. I was like, Montgomery's a guy I want to go get. I want to trade for him. I want him. I think he's going to have a really good year. And then they drafted Gibbs. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I was one of those guys too. I was like, okay, hey, maybe, maybe we should put some uh, cold water on that take. Maybe Montgomery's not the guy <laughs> we think he is. Man, he is Jamal Williams plus. He's got the touchdown upside of Jamal Williams, but he's got the ability to make these massive four or five yard chunk plays at a crack. When he's on the field, everybody knows he's running the ball but he is so good. And I don't want to talk about him too much because I'm foreshadowing. I talk about him a little bit later in the episode as well too, but um, Dave Montgomery, man, if you can try and trade for him, I don't know. Like right now I want both because they both have a significant role. Jameer Gibbs is going to have a role. He has limited, he's limited snaps, but he is super high efficient in those limited snaps and he's not killing you, but he's not winning you weeks. But I still think there's going to be time where Jameer Gibbs finally, you know, start taking some of these uh, receptions to the house and, and they both can be very successful. Um, but I, I want, I want both. I want both these guys uh, and I'd be going after, uh, after both if I could. So um, 
not so good players. And this one's funny because me and Armin were like literally both like typing these guys' names at the exact same time without realizing it. But I'll let Armin go first. All right. I went with uh, Darren Waller. And the reason I picked him is just like it's been a disappointing season in general for him. So it's not just a, a dud of week four. It's like a dud of 2023 weeks one through four so far. He had three catches for 21 yards and like during training camp, everyone was getting hype about him. Everyone was saying he was looking good, excited that he was going to be the receiving option in that Giants uh, passing game. And you know what? Doesn't matter if he's the number one guy on the Giants passing game because they can't pass the ball for anything right now. Yeah, they literally don't have an offensive line. It, that was such a painful game to watch. I was I was laying in bed watching it, and then I turned the game off, and, and my wife was like, isn't there, like, still seven minutes left in the game? I was like, yeah, I don't even want to watch this anymore. This, <laughs> this is painful. painful yeah, painful, I turned painful. it off pretty quick, too. Put on some Netflix instead, man. That was brutal. Um, yeah. Talking about brutal, this, this sucks. This super sucks because last year he came off of um, – off of a preseason, off of training camp with an injury, missed the whole thing, was still good. Came back, was rock and rolling, was good to go. Okay, missed this season again with training camp, missed preseason with an injury, thought, okay, he should be good to go. Was healthy week one. Then after week two, three, I think it was, he re-injured it, still played in week four. Uh, week started, still played in week three, and in week four was super stinky. I think he's been a dud of the week, I think almost – almost all four weeks i think for sure three or four weeks he's been a dud and it's joe burrow yes this has been super super disappointing not only for joe burrow uh, as fantasy managers but for like anybody that owns Bengals offensive weapons for fantasy here this this has been disappointing uh stat line 4.6 fantasy points was 20 completions on 30 attempts 165 yards zero touchdowns as well as a fumble to boot there as well too this is uh this is not good. This this sucks because like there's a lot of people that have them picked as Super Bowl favorites. I think they're number four, maybe number five in in favorites to win Super Bowl. Yeah, they were high up there. Like this wasn't a super difficult matchup. I would I would say it was an easy matchup against the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> now this upcoming week they have the Arizona Cardinals. That game scares the hell out of me if you're gambling because the Bengals are going to be the favorites. But, like, can you bet on the Bengals against the Cardinals? Like, we've seen Cardinals be decent, uh, but it should be a get-right game for them at uh, a the 2 o'clock spot there um, on, on Sunday afternoon. But, boy, oh, boy, don't trust it. I don't trust it whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know if you can you can bet on the Bengals there. Like, I, I'd be just... – I'd be betting on Arizona just to try and hit that money. <laughs> yeah. Man, okay. Sidebar. Speaking of hit that money, like I know we don't put it on the pod just because of scheduling conflicts and whatnot, but we do put on socials. There is not a hotter man right now than Lucas Wells uh, for, for Wellsy's wagers. Like we have been winning money like nobody's business. And I know you hit a massive parlay last week, Armin, but I'm tracking this back. So we talked about last week, Lucas was six for seven on his last seven, which is like stupid. Yeah. Then he went this past weekend. I think he was five for seven, five for seven, four Ooh. for six. I can't remember. So in this, I want to, even for arguments, like let's say four for six. So he is currently 11, right? Math checks out there. 
11 for his last 14 bets, which is like anything above 50%, you're winning money in theory. Yeah. Like he is, oh man, he is, there's no, there's no man hotter right now. And <laughs> actually it's funny because I know there's people that are following a podcast right now and are following just for the Wellesley's wagers. Like we had some follows go up from people that I know that were like, we're talking about gambling. And I was like, well, you should follow Wellesley's wagers and then go on our socials. Sure enough, they're following our socials <laughs> like minutes, maybe a couple minutes later. And it's like, all right, well, we're getting falls just because we're winning money here. And uh, yeah, it's fun watching the old, you know, the bet 365 account slowly going up, slowly going up. So <laughs> there's my little plug for uh, Wellesley's wagers, winning y'all money at home too. We're not just about, uh, not just about fantasy football, we're about winning money here too. So um, transition, let's go to week five. Uh, we have obviously nobody coming off the bye because we have our first upcoming bye week this week, number five. Uh, four teams will be on bye week, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Cleveland Browns, the Seattle Seahawks, as well as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so obviously some of these starts, sits of the week might get a little dicey. Uh, this is where we used to have the uh, arm and stream of the week, but instead we started putting on some of those things on our Instagram instead, just to try and save a few extra minutes for us on the pod and, and get a little bit more uh, stuff on social media for you guys at home. So uh, we'll trans- transition right into our week five starts. And uh, Armand, you might as well take this one away first. All right. So uh, my start of the week this week is uh, Brian Robinson uh, versus Chicago Bears. Um, it should be a positive game script for them. And if you look at his his stats, he gets way more touches um, in games that they are up and winning than, um, the, than those negative game scripts and matchups because he did really well against Arizona and Denver. And then Buffalo, he he didn't have uh, the same snap percentage as he usually did. And then against Philly last week, where they actually kind of kept it close um, for a little bit there, he actually uh, was able to stay significant as he did, did punch one in on the ground. Um, but uh, Chicago should be a, a plus matchup for him, and he should have lots of touches in this game. Um, so if you're thinking about sitting him because of two weeks in a row of like, not great performances. Um, don't keep him in your lineup. This week should uh, change over to plus matchup for him. I talked about how I wanted to talk about this guy a little bit more. Um, my start of the week is David Montgomery uh, from Detroit Lions versus the Carolina Panthers. If you go and look at the statistics given up uh, to the running back position, the Carolina Panthers are number four in fantasy points per game given up to the running back position. Currently they are averaging, uh, sorry, so far they have given up six touchdowns, uh, six rushing and one receiving to the running back position. They've given up 479 rushing yards and 116 receiving yards for, like I said, a total of seven tutties, averaging 25.4 fantasy points. Um, Carolina Panthers don't look great. Their offense is starting to click a little bit more. We should get rookie quarterback Bryce Young back. Uh, the defense not looking so great. And we already know what the MO of the Detroit Lions is. They want to run the ball. Um, even if I had Jameer Gibbs, I'd still put him in this lineup. But uh, I would not be surprised if we see another multi-touchdown week from David Montgomery. In fact, I'll tell you right now, I will be betting on a multi-touchdown week for David Montgomery. I'm not sure what the betting odds on that one is yet. But that's one of those ones where I'm going to try and piece together a juicy parlay and and uh, and I'm hoping that uh, 
the Lions can can continue on the trajectory they're going. And I think they'll be leading behind uh, Dave Montgomery. That might not even be a spicy start of the week anymore. It might just be an auto start of the week, but uh, <laughs> coming off the injury, he had a great week and I'm expecting multiple, multiple great weeks moving forward here, especially coming off the, the long, the long week or the long rest from the Thursday now coming into the, uh, the Sunday. So your sit of the week, Armin this week. All right, my sit of the week is uh, Brandon Ayuk, and he's actually been doing pretty well this year when he's played. Um, he missed one week due to injury, but uh, otherwise he he's put up good points. He was uh, wide receiver two in week one and wide receiver nine last week, um, but he's playing against Dallas this week, and I just don't think they're going to let guys be open downfield. Um, and San Fran is going to have to rely on, on their run game and their short, short passes this week. And Ayuk's more their, their deep threat guy, the guy who gets, uh, the long passes and the, and the deep ball. So, um, that's, uh, my prediction for, for Ayuk. I'm going to stay in the running back train. I'm going to be sitting Damian Pierce running back from the, uh, Houston Texans, his last two weeks against Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, week three, week four, uh, he put up 13.4 and 11.3 uh, half-point PPR points, which for the most part, like in the running back position, is pretty good. Like I think that's really good, especially he started off with 5.7 and 4.5 fantasy points. But once again, looking at those teams that have been really good against the run, uh, we have currently the Atlanta Falcons are the fourth best against running back position, and they have still yet to give up a touchdown to the running back position. And they played the Lions, who are a really good running back team. Uh, obviously that week they were without uh, David Montgomery, but Jameer Gibbs was still looking very good in that game. Uh, 23 to three, I think the Lions ended up winning that game, but still have not been able to, no running back has scored on the ground against them. Only 364 total yards, zero touchdowns, uh, 62 uh, receiving yards, zero touchdowns uh, against the running back and only an average of 10 fantasy points. So in that matchup um, for this one, I think that, uh, I'd be looking to sit Damian Pierce unless, you know, you don't have any other better options and you have to just throw him in your lineup, which in that case, we talk all the time. We tell you sit unless you're against the back and maybe you have your running backs are Walker on by as well as, you know, I, I don't know, um, Rashad white. And then you're sitting there saying, I have to start Damian Pierce and whatever, but this is not a great matchup for Damian Pierce. You might look at Atlanta and they suck. They're not doing great. They're, um, their offense is struggling, but their defense against the running back position is uh, is top notch. So I'd be a little bit concerned there. So, yeah. Anything to uh, add here, Armin? That's we we kind of went through that kind of quickly, I guess, with just the two of us this week. But uh, <laughs> anything to add here before folks, well, before we hang up and folks go to uh, Thanksgiving long weekend? No, enjoy the Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, it's a great time of the season. Have fun with your family and watch some football on Sunday and enjoy our Monday off. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully the weather's nice for us and we can enjoy some football, maybe sit around the campfire or something like that. So um, on behalf of Armin, Zach, and myself, uh, thank you for listening for uh, the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast, episode number 98. Uh, stay tuned for 99 coming up next week and the number 100 coming right away. So take care, everybody, and uh, let's talk soon.